Hi, everybody. It's Gwen. This is going to end up being another two-part episode, which is mostly my fault. Um, Steve let me go off about Midnight Sun, and I didn't know when to shut up. So the original episode was about an hour and a half, and that was too much, I figured, to make you guys sit through. So I broke it up into two parts. It might get a little choppy at the end of this episode. I tried my best to end it at a natural stopping point, but since it was intended to only be one episode, it's not going to be as seamless as we would like. So this episode is going to be part of our Midnight Sun review. Next episode is going to be the last half of the Midnight Sun review. The episode after that, we will get back onto a different topic. But we had a good time making this. We hope you guys have a good time. Here it is. I know what you are. See it. A podcast! Hi, and welcome to Breaking Twilight. Gwen finally got through all of Midnight Sun, and this week we're going to talk about it. Yep. I'm Gwen, and I don't remember what normal books are like anymore. I'm Steve, and I can read, but not this. So... Like, are, are you are you ready to hear all about Midnight Sun? Because I took some notes while I was reading and I have many, many things to say. To a degree, I kind of already feel like I've read Midnight Sun because I experienced it secondhand through you, like, <laughs> screaming at me via DM for the past month. <laughs> it took so long to read this book. I didn't even read it. Okay, look. You didn't read it. You read it. <laughs> Well, How could you on. not read it? You sent me so many screenshots. <laughs> oh, I had I had a PDF copy and then I was listening to an audiobook. So when the audiobook was going and I heard some bullshit, I pulled it up in my PDF and screenshotted it too so I could so you could suffer with me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you went to that extra trouble to like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Hey. Hmm. Friendly reminder to all of our listeners. Be gay do crime don't pay for this book yep so before we officially start i just want to say that i know before we kind of mentioned our our hopes for midnight sun and how we were hoping that it would be different from the one that got leaked and maybe in the best timeline it would be like a prequel to twilight or something but listen i'm here to tell you that it is a direct continuation of the first leak draft from like 13 years ago or whatever it's a direct parallel to twilight all the dialogue is the same. I assume I didn't have the time or energy to have a copy of Twilight open beside me and compare. But, I mean, all the dialogue sounds like what I remember it to be. How do you spend 13 years writing a book and still have it be, like, the most boring possible book you could have written? God, I don't know. Like, the most know. laziest version of it that she could have God. written. <clears throat> like, what's, what's it like to write a book where 80% of the dialogue and plot is already done? You know, yeah. and why did it take you so long? It's already why did mostly it take you... finished. <laughs> you literally just took a book that you wrote in like three years. No, and she, you just... she wrote she wrote um, Twilight in like six months or something, didn't she? Jesus Christ. So she took a book that she wrote in six months and spent 13 years just changing the POV. Yeah, baby. Like literally 
it's not you don't even get that many additional scenes yeah she could have probably banged this out in like a couple of weeks she probably did i probably i feel like what it was was she wrote like a couple of pages and then left it for a couple years and was like i bet i could do a couple more and she like did a little bit a little at a time because a lot of it felt like she was repeating herself like she forgot in the last thing that she just said a thing so in the next segment she's just like oh and also i have to explain this but he like already explained it honestly that makes so much sense because like it's very clear just from the snippets you've sent me that she um didn't really do a close proofread of this because there's just so much stuff that like either makes no sense or like is really awkwardly worded or incorrect so like the idea that she was writing a little bit and then waiting like two years and then writing a little bit more without reading what she already wrote absolutely vibes yeah like man i swear to god this book is almost 700 pages it could have been what yeah dude it could have been maybe like three (laughs) how many hang on how many pages is twilight yeah how many pages is twilight how could how could this possibly be 700 pages okay the original twilight cover to cover is 498 pages in hardcover so oh my god you know why it's so goddamn long is because Mm -hmm. somebody will say something to him and then he'll have like a paragraph reflecting on it before he answers and a lot of the reflecting that he does is the same in every goddamn chapter oh no i'm a monster literally boo-hoo it's it's painful it's so slow because like there's there's no like easy flow to it because all of it is like stop we have to think about this like you don't (laughs) stop fucking thinking about shit we get it you have thoughts and they're all the same also i realized about halfway through that i've maybe been expecting too much of this series (laughs) i want it to be like excellent high fantasy i want it so bad how are you still expecting that I don't know. How are you still expecting that? I don't know. Like, not even that. I think always the reason I'm so frustrated with these books is that I want them to be better fantasy, but it's just shitty romance novels. That's all they've ever been. And I I didn't fully click for me until like a week ago. I was like, you know what? (laughs) It's not the venue for this. As someone who, I don't know, can kind of vibe with cheesy romance... They're not good at that either. Like they're, That's true. They're not really anything. They don't know their genre because it's like, ah, yes, cheesy romance. But also let's throw in some like weird allusions to rape and like some really morally weird shit that we're not going to unpack any of. No. You know what sucks, though? Mm. If Midnight Sun had come up during like my peak overlapping Twilight emo phase, I would have been all over it. <laughs> which was yeah. uh, an existential crisis i had to wrestle with but you know whatever you want to get into the bullshit yes please let's get into okay. the bullshit so let's start with a cover you remember it's the the pomegranate in like the shape of the anatomically correct heart uh-huh. okay well uh in episode nine of our wonderful podcast in the news segment we were talking about the reveal of midnight sun finally existing in the material world we were talking about the cover, and I mentioned that, like, 
maybe it was referencing like the Persephone legend and her eating pomegranate seeds in the underworld and having to stay with Hades. Well, guess what? That's definitely what it was because Edward says it every few fucking chapters. I feel like such a clown right now because I remember us recording that episode and I had like such high hopes for like other less obvious things it could represent. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) clearly I too expected just far too much of this. Like the... The bar was on the ground. I did not think I was expecting that much, but, like, I was unaware of how big Smear's shovel was. <laughs> yeah. Man, like, okay. It was it was a cool metaphor one time, but I swear to God, every couple of chapters, he looks at Bella and he's like, see? I'm just Hades making Persephone eat the pomegranate seeds every time. No! Because Hades is fucking cool. Fuck you. You're not Hades. You wish you were Hades. Hades is sexy and cool. Try again. (laughs) Man. So let's let's get past the cover here. I know I've said it before, but oh my god. Edward is so insufferable and pretentious and boring. And like, I, I couldn't I couldn't read the book because of it. Like, it's fine to have on in the background. If somebody else is reading to me, because I can, like, tune in and out and not miss that much. But it's so difficult to read through it. It feels like you're fucking, like, I don't know, climbing something to get into the book. I love you saying, like, you could tune out in and out and not miss stuff. And still, like, you say, like, it was just so repetitive. I know. How ridiculous is that? Uh, Like, part of it is that I already know the plot, so it's whatever. But I wasn't missing a whole lot. Nobody's reading it not already knowing the plot, though. It's not like you're not the target audience. Like, you're expected to have already read Twilight to read this. Or at the very least seen the movie. Like, who is she making this for if she's telling you the same fucking story over again that she knows you already know? Man, I, I don't know. But literally, I would dip out for like a couple of minutes and all I would miss was some monologue that I probably heard before. Also, the audiobook that I read, or that I read, that I listened to, gave uh, Jasper's dialogue a southern accent, and I appreciate the hell out of them for that. It was great. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna credit them here because I'm not gonna blow up their spot like that <laughs> bootleg audiobook that I listened to. <laughs> so you know, you know who you are if you gave Jasper a southern accent. I appreciate you. So I'm going to do sort of a play-by-play of the events of the book. So if you're worried about spoilers, although, again, it is just 95% just Twilight already again. But whatever. If you're worried about spoilers, um, we might need to catch up with you again next episode. But once you read it, definitely come back and hang out with us. We'll miss you. I mean, if you're worried about spoilers, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Maybe so. Maybe so. But, like, we'll, we'll just contain... What are they they supposed to be spoilers for? Is someone listening to this not knowing the plot of the first Twilight book? Maybe. I don't know. And if so, like, keep listening. You're not going to read it now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. This is less like if you've already read Midnight Sun, listen to us to, like, get a review and discussion about it. And more like, you don't want to read Midnight Sun. So we did so you don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) It's 700 pages. Who the fuck is going to read this on purpose? It's 700 pages and Smyre doesn't even want to write 
more Edward point of view because she doesn't like doing it because he's just an anxious ball of wreck that she just like fucking hates doing. Maybe you'd hate it less if the book was like a normal length. Yeah, or maybe if you just wrote it better. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the beginning, Edward complains about having to go to school a lot. And again, dude, just go to college, please. I'm begging you. You're like 200 years old. Just don't go to school. Who's going to stop you? Just don't go to school, man. Just like, whatever. So it opens with him sitting in the cafeteria with all the other Cullens. And he's griping to himself about how much he hates school. Actually, let me, let me read you the opening. The first couple of sentences kind of set the tone of what Edward is like the entire goddamn time. <clears throat> so he says... This was the time of day when I most wished I were able to sleep high school. Or was purgatory the right word? If there were any way to atone for my sins, this ought to count toward the tally in some measure. Tedium was not something I grew used to. Every day seemed more impossibly monotonous than the last. Perhaps this could even be considered my form of sleep, if sleep was defined as the inert state between active periods. Tell me you don't fucking hate that, man. I hate that so much. Like, <laughs> talk about, like, prisons of your own design. Why are you fucking there if you hate I, it so much? It's the worst. And he's so it fucking It doesn't dramatic. make sense for them to go to school in the first place. We had a whole episode about this. I know. And it's, it's all like that. This is the kind... He just he just talks like this the whole time. In between, every time somebody says something to him, any, any description of anything, it's just this shit. Always. The whole 700 pages. I wish I was dead, but actually I kind of am dead. And that's why I can never die. And that's why God hates me. And I deserve this, but also I wish I wasn't. I deserve to suffer, but also I hate suffering. Fucking stupid. So anyway, he talks about how boring and trivial all the other kids' thoughts are, and he has a silent conversation with Alice about how Jasper is doing surprisingly well at not killing anyone today, and he's like, but he's like, he's like this close. Which, like, I have some questions about, because I know Jasper is the newest Cullen, but he's still been with them for a couple of decades. Like, is this the first time he's ever been to school with them? And it's the middle of semester. Like, did it, did it, what? This isn't day one. You know, it's in, like, March. Either Edward, like, like, just completely has no awareness of anything going around on around him that he keeps forgetting that Jasper's like you know <laughs> been in school for even if this is his first year attending school he's been in school for months mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's not his first year attending school or Jasper murders a human being every single day and today he didn't and we're all very proud of him <laughs> Jasper actually just commits so much fucking murder um it was just never mentioned because it wasn't relevant to Edward's journey <laughs> yeah we'll go with that that's it that's the one mm-hmm. yeah so they so they go to they go to biology and he almost kills her Wait, and he doesn't yep edward is so fucking repetitive constantly in the narration of this because uh his mind reading applies to himself so he just gets stuck in a feedback feedback loop, loop. <sighs> okay <laughs> okay but it like takes a minute to come back kind of like when you launch a signal into space oh so my God. that's why every couple of chapters he thinks the same thing Mm-hmm. It's just okay. endless feedback loop. All right. It's fucking great. Uh, some cool fun facts that I've learned. Uh, I've said some shit in Gwen's Science Corner about Carlisle's car and Edward's car not being able to physically drive as fast as he says, um, but I'm told now in Midnight Sun that both cars are super souped up for racing. 
Although Carlisle's car is a daily driver to the hospital, which is like five minutes from the house. So why it's souped up for racing, I will never know. But that's fun. Why does he even? Why is he even driving to the hospital if it's a five minute? Like, worried he's gonna get too tired walking. God. Well, I mean, like a five minute drive. They they live outside of town, right? So it's a little ways. Okay. I was exaggerating, I'd maybe a little. Yes, but I mean, like you can walk across that whole town in five minutes. Cause you really can. It's a tiny little town. Yeah, and like, I'm just saying, Carlisle is a capitalist. Look at him expending mm-hmm. fossil fuels on like this souped up race car i bet it's not fucking fuel efficient god carlisle fuck you carlisle fuck you there are no ethical billionaires and that includes you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah alice uh, scammed the stock market for him so they have many many dollars also uh charlie's thoughts are muffled for edward which is kind of neat like he can he can still hear charlie but it's more like the vibe of his thoughts he can hear like a you know see edward thinks that's because like it's a hereditary thing that's related to why you can't hear bella's mind but that's actually just what charlie's thoughts are (laughs) charlie doesn't have any coherent thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean he's a cop so yeah that's believable yeah so Edward is crying in Alaska and he realizes he might have caught feelings. So he goes back to Forks. And then in chapter four, in chapter four, they have a big family meeting. Okay. And uh-huh. it goes like this. Jasper, is all- Jasper and Rosalie are big pissed that Edward wants to keep hanging out with Bella. And Jasper's like, I'm just going to kill her. And Edward's like, no. And Alice is like, no, um, it looks like in the future he's going to he's going to kill Bella. And Edward's like, you know, no, I'm not going to absolutely let you. supports my theory that Jasper just commits murder all the time. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. That like he would just so casually be like, oh, you caught feelings for a girl. Let me just murder her. We'll be fine. <laughs> well, his 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 eyeballs aren't red. So but nothing makes sense. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Edward's like, I'm not going to let you kill her. And Alice is like, wait, now that you've decided that you're not going to let Jasper kill her, then uh, she's going to live and we're going to be friends. And Jasper's like, what? And Alice is like, yeah, we're going to be friends, so you're not allowed to kill her. And Jasper's like, okay, fine, I'm not going to kill her. And Alice is like, wait, one more thing. Now that you decided not to kill Bella, she's going to be a vampire. And Edward's like, she what? This sounds like an email conversation we would have had in 2008. (sighs) Yes. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Let's. We don't have time to unpack all that. <laughs> we never have time to unpack any of that. Just kick that under the rug. Um, another thing that I noticed is Smire is real big on the uh, the theme of I saw them and immediately they were the only thing that ever mattered to me ever again forever. Because like all the all the romances are like that, man. All of them. None of them are friends. Is like, I mean, it's all just a coping strategy to deal with the fact that she's Mormon. <laughs> yeah, probably. And and okay, okay, Rosalie. I was I was real big mad about Rosalie because, like, her entire personality is that she's pretty and jealous that Bella is getting Edward's attention, even though Bella's not actually that pretty. That's like her whole deal. And like, Rosalie is such an interesting character. Why is this the only thing that like? Why is this her only personality this whole time? Because Smayer's a misogynist. For real. She's, he, Edward is like, she caught her reflection in some kid's glasses and was thinking about that 20 minutes later. Like, are you Jesus fucking kidding Christ. me? Yeah, so dumb. 
Oh my god. I feel like I could, like, give a TED talk on, like, how shitty and misogynistic the characterization of Rosalie is. Because, like, to have her be that kind of person combined with, like, what her backstory is. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Rosalie being shitty and shallow, like, all the female characters are shitty and shallow. They're all, like, constantly thinking, like, wow, Bella's so ugly. Why won't Edward date me instead? I hate Bella. She's so gross and ugly, and she's not even hot. And I don't understand why Edward is dating her, because she's not pretty. I'm more prettier. Like... I love also, like, the paradox that, like, that's patently untrue. Like, everyone thinks Bella's the hottest and everyone's obsessed with Bella. Like, <laughs> that was established very, very clearly in, in Twilight. But now, yeah. because, like, we need to make all women two-faced and catty, we're going to pretend that that isn't a true fact. God, yeah. Like, Jessica, right in the beginning, Jessica's, like, showing her around and being all nice. And meanwhile, her thoughts are, like, constantly running. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe everyone's looking at Bella. She's not even pretty. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Where does that come from? Because women can't have friends. Women can't be friends with each other, obviously. Apparently. Women all hate each other and just want to tear each other down constantly. Right? Yeah. uh, uh, Apparently. The only thing that matters is the opinions of men. And God. even though Bella thinks she has friends, she really can't trust anyone but Edward. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, uh, also, there's a lot of Edward being like, I was so jealous of this stupid teenage boy for even thinking about talking to Bella that I wanted to kill him on the spot. But instead, I damaged a tree or a desk or a wall without thinking about it. Like, dude, can you fucking pump the brakes a little bit, please? Wow. That's not, that's not... so romantic. Ooh, I don't like it. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that. <laughs> fucking hate this. God, it, it, it like, okay, Midnight Sun is a lot of Smothera trying very transparently to redeem Edward for the creepy shit that he did. Like, there's like a lot, a lot of very detailed stalking. He's like, fucking play by play of his stalking. Okay, and then. <laughs> He's like, I know it's wrong, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Like, like, Listen, like. I, <sighs> Smire only writes books to prove a point. I swear to God, and it's never a good point, and she never proves it well. For real, like, okay, like I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but not by much. All right, he was like, okay, yes, this is stalking, but I'm not watching her get dressed. So like, not like other stalkers. I'm just uh, protecting her from other vampires, maybe, or uh, or spiders. Yeah, spiders. I was in, I was in her room, um, and there was there was a spider, so I crushed it so that she wouldn't get bitten because that would hurt her, and I'm protecting her. Like, can what the f- did you stretch before that reach, dude? What is going on? I mean, it's like remember when she wrote like the gender bent um, Twilight to like prove Twilight wasn't misogynist. God, Except I didn't, didn't read didn't- that one, but. Uh, me either but like i'm not going to uh, but like it didn't prove any points it it just was a book that exists and she's like ah, checkmate sjw's my god and i feel like that's exactly what she's doing here with the whole like trying to downplay the stalking and like sorry it's still fucking stalking i know like listen i it okay it's very, very transparent. It feels like she heard the criticisms and was like, I'm going to fix it. And like, I know that if you're doing the same story from a different point of view, you can't really 
change it because it's already published and set. But then, like, just have him fucking, I don't know, plead ignorance and not acknowledge that he's stalking because it's almost worse that he's like, yes, this is a gross thing I'm doing. I'm going to still do it. There was no way she could fix it. But, like, trying to make it seem less bad is worse than if she had just, I don't know, like, yeah, pled ignorance and then maybe had a scene where, like, he apologized for it and acknowledged it was wrong instead of, like, doubling down and trying to prove, no, it was actually okay that he did this because there was a spider. Yeah, like... And he never saw her naked. So, good Christian values in my (laughs) vampire book. Oh. Um... Edward likes Angela as a friend, and that's kind of nice. And he secretly sets her up with her new boyfriend, Ben, because he appreciates her being a good friend to Bella. Which, like, is the most chill thing Edward's ever done. It's the most chill thing Edward's ever done, but it's also still, like, really... That's still kind of fucking horrifying and manipulative and weird. Like, oh, you're the one good woman. All the other women here are catty and terrible, but you're okay, so I'm going to control your love life. You're like welcome. she she like she was thinking about Ben so he's like I see you want this man I will c- convince him to date you but like that's still weird It's still weird and still like getting involved in something that he shouldn't have been involved in cuz he only knew that from reading her fucking thoughts which is super invasive Yeah which like I get that he can't help it but like you can help acting on it Yeah exactly I mean, this is like that whole fucking post uh, over again where it was like, oh, yeah, Edward would be a great therapist. And like, no, he wouldn't because therapy is about trust. Yeah. If he can just reach into people's minds and pull out what they need therapy about, that's not actually going to help them because that's not how therapy works. Nope. And also he goes on for like at least half the book about how breakable and fragile and human and obviously delusional because she doesn't care that Edward is dangerous that Bella is. Like, the whole... I had fucking so much. He's just like, man, and I looked at her and I could fucking crush her skull in my hand by accident. Like, that's I weird. Love... Stop thinking like that. Yeah, stop having those thoughts. That's You just... can, like, acknowledge it once and move on. We don't have to keep hearing it, you know? And also, like, even if that's a true statement that, like, you could accidentally hurt someone, if you're constantly fixating on that fact, that's not healthy and probably means you kind of are likely to do that like yeah it's just creepy to be thinking about that all the time instead of thinking like oh i could protect her so well kind of thing you know yeah exactly like if she was dating emmett it'd be a different story i feel like emmett would be more like i could protect her instead of i could accidentally snap my fingers and crush her entire bones and I'm going to think about that and imagine it all the time. But I love her. But also, like, ooh, I'm going to, like, fucking picture all the different ways I could kill her. God, every time. It's like He's like, I went and stroked her cheek. Just gently. Because if I did it too hard, it would break all her bones. Like, stop. Stop. Every time. And yeah, like, from, like, a readership perspective, like, it's just so boring to hear the same shit over and over and over again. So boring. Please give me new information. I don't want to read the same book if it's going to be the same sentences over and over again. For 700 pages! I just can't get over it's 700 pages long. In what fucking world does this book need to be 700 pages long? It doesn't. I swear to God we could cut two or three hundred pages just from the repetitive bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure they didn't edit it too hard. They were just like, yeah, it's done. Cool. Just, like, scan for grammar and post it. That's it. Like, a money grab. It must have been. 
oh, it's obviously a money grab. But yeah. like you could cut 200 pages of just like the repetitiveness within the book, let alone what you can cut because people already know the story from Twilight. Yeah. Like in the beginning when he's trying not to hang out with Bella, there's a lot of vampire scenes. And then near the end where Bella's like in a coma and he's got other stuff to do, like there's that. Uh-huh. Um but everything in between is just like an exact play by play of the other book. And I'm like, you guys spent the whole fucking time together. Like we we know already. So um not to talk about fan fiction, but I'd like to talk about fan fiction for a moment. Uh-huh. Yep. Because I feel like I mean, we know she's basically just writing fan fiction of her own book with this. It's just fan fiction that is like the book from a different point of view. Mm. And typically what people do in fan fiction is when they get to a part that is going to be essentially the same as the source material, they just have like one sentence to indicate what happens and then move on instead of retyping all of the source material. Yeah. And Smear clearly just, this is like, okay. It's like how she wrote a vampire book, knowing nothing about vampires, just thinking like, yeah, I'll figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. She wrote this, knowing nothing about how accompanying novels are supposed to be written, thinking, I'll just figure it out as I go. Because I guess, like, I, I bring up fan fiction because obviously I read a lot of fan fiction. But what this actually is, is an accompanying novel. And, like, the traditional thing to do there, if you're assuming people have already read the other novel, is you get to the scene that they would already know and you just say, oh, and I talked to Bella at this time, here's a summary of what it was, moving on, instead of retyping the whole scene, because that's fucking boring. Yeah. And, like, there's there's a way to do it in novel format, so it doesn't kind of break the... Uh, so it doesn't break the story flow. Yeah, exactly. And uh, not that there was any story flow, because mm-hmm. we had to stop every 10 seconds to hear about Edward's fucking brooding, but whatever. Yeah, you you could just be like, and then, you know, I followed her home. Next chapter, we're done. You know, we know what happened when you followed her home. Yeah, or like, and then I talked to her in the cafeteria, and that's it. You don't need to, like, rehash the entire conversation. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the cafeteria, um, Bella was drinking, like, an orange juice or something, and he kept the bottle cap for, like, almost the entire book in his pocket. Ah, <laughs> yeah. hate that hate that hey, hate that listen. hate that i knew some dudes oh, in high school who would do that when, exact fucking thing and i hate those I, guys now i remember those guys and they were the fucking worst uh-huh okay all right <clears throat> let's pick up some speed so let's do a recap of the first no, 17 no, no, chapters no 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 Huh? Sorry, I'm still thinking about that bottle cap. Yeah, what the baby. fuck? Who thought that was a good idea? That's so creepy. And like, even if not like directly abusive and harmful, it's just a fucking not cool thing to do. It's not romantic. It's the kind of thing that men who... It's just... Possessive? Yeah! Like, I... Maybe I'm reaching here, but just strictly thinking of the people I know in real life who would do shit like that, it is the kind of thing that entitled men who see their partners as objects that they own would do. Yep. It was not as endearing as he thought. (laughs) Yeah. No. It's, It's not endearing, if anything. Like, it's a huge red flag, and I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure I can articulate why it's a red flag. 
but it absolutely is. Yeah, like on the one hand, there isn't really anything wrong with like keeping a memento. But on the other hand, this is like, you touched this and now I have it with me. I mean, you know who keeps souvenirs? Serial killers? Serial killers. Oh, shit. Um, Worse, you want to hear something worse? Mm. Of course. Bella at one point cries a little and he takes the tear and eats it. And uh, then, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Why would and you then, remind me of that? <laughs> and then he thinks about how regular food doesn't pass through his body. And so this tear from Bella's body might stay inside him forever. Fucking. And then he went and watched her sleep. And then he went and watched her sleep. Without her consent. But it's okay because he was protecting her and didn't see her naked. Yeah, as long as you didn't see her naked, it's fine because yeah, he's Mormon. Exactly. So, I want to talk a lot about chapter 17. It's going to be a lot. Fucking buckle up. But first, let's do a recap. So, the first 17 chapters, Bella smells delicious. Edward wants what he can't have and starts hanging out with her because he can't read her mind. And also, he can't just like kill her in the parking lot, whatever. He stalks her. He tells her he's a vampire. He invites her to the meadow. I want to eat her so badly. What could I do? I know. I'll take her alone in the forest in the woods. That's the perfect place to go for a date with someone I want to eat. Listen, he spends so fucking long being like, hey, Bella, tell your dad you're hanging out with me. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, really, because if I take you to this meadow by yourself with just me and no consequences, I will probably eat you. And she's like, no, you won't. And he's like, Please tell your dad where we're going so I have a reason not to eat you. And she's like, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to do that. And this goes back and forth for a really long time. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold your fucking self accountable. What is this shit? I mean, if you need a reason to not eat her that is completely, like, by her and not, like, from within you, maybe just, like... Maybe, like, don't go to the meadow. Maybe don't do that. Because, like, is that really enough motivation to not eat her? Her telling one person where she's going? He's not even being weird and cryptic in a sexy vampire way. He's just being like, I will kill you, though. Like, you have to hold me accountable or I will eat you. Very explicitly, I will kill you unless you tell one person where you're going. Someone who I could run to his house and snap his (laughs) neck within 30 seconds if I murdered you. (laughs) And then nobody would know where you were or where he was or how that I'm connected to it. <sighs> yep, that's the the Twilight way. So, chapter 17 is where he takes her to the meadow and shows her that he sparkles in the sun. And first he spends like four pages being like, look how hideous I am, obviously, when he's just he's just glittering. He's just glittering. He's using words like, the light is shadowing off my diseased skin. Fuck off, you're glittering, Okay relax i hate that so much then he sees that the glitter light is reflecting on bella's throat and he's like oh there's blood in there so then he freaks out a little bit and he has a sit down where he has to like he has some internal thinking time where he focuses on literally everything else except her blood and i need to read you these pages because holy shit this was like this made me mad for like a day you ready i just remembered that you have blood the thing that everyone has that i'm constantly thinking about your blood because i can't smell anything except for your blood but somehow i forgot that you have blood and now i need to lie down for a second (laughs) 
Literally. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to read you one of the worst parts in this whole book. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Got my eyes closed so I can like really hear your oh, words. Visualize it. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to paint you a word picture as well as smile. Thank okay. you. Okay. Paint right. me. Uh, I mean, you'll, you're going to be painting me a poorly made word picture. <laughs> this is like a Picasso word picture because Smeyer wrote it. <laughs> okay. All right. <sighs> Picasso sucks. <laughs> it's not an art podcast. But I need to I need to make it clear that I was not referencing Picasso because I tolerate his art in any way. He's a garbage he was a garbage person. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Please okay. paint me your shitty word right. picture. So this is this is what Edward's thinking when he has his little sit down timeout, okay? Mm-hmm. I let myself get lost in the rhythms of her body, let the sound and the warmth and the smell commingle, and I found that I could still master my inhuman desires even while the phantom current moved under my skin. This took most of my attention, though, and inevitably this quiet waiting period would end. She would have so many questions, much more pointed now, I imagined. I owed her a thousand different explanations. Could I handle everything at once? I decided to try and juggle a few more tasks while still tuning into the flow and ebb of her blood. I would see if the distraction was too much. First, I gathered information. I triangulated the exact location of the birds I could hear, and then, by their calls, identified each one's genus and species. I analyzed the irregular splash that revealed life in the stream, and after equating the water displaced with the size of the fish, deduced the most likely variety. I categorized the nearby insects. Unlike the more developed species, insects ignored my kind as they would a stone. By the speed of their wing movements and the elevation of their flight, or the tiny clicking sounds of their legs against the soil. As I continued to classify, I added calculation. If there were currently 4,913 insects in one area of the meadow, or in the area of the meadow, which was roughly 11,035 square feet, how many insects on average would exist in the 1,400 square miles of the Olympic National Park? What if insect populations dropped 1% for each 10 feet of elevation? I brought up, in my head, a topographic map of the park, and started computing the numbers. Concurrently, I thought through the songs I'd heard most rarely in my century of life. Nothing common that I'd heard played more than once. Tunes I'd heard walking past the open door of a bar, peculiar family lullabies lisped by children in their cradles as I ran by in the night, discarded attempts by the music students writing their theater projects in the building adjacent to my college classroom. I mouthed through the verses quickly, noting all the reasons each was doomed to failure. What the fuck is that? Are you done? I'm done. Holy shit. Okay, that was so much. So I have a couple thoughts. Yeah. First off, you said the words rhythms of her body and I blacked out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so fucking gross. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for being able to power through that with a straight face. I can't believe you got through that with this. I... It took so much self-control not to interrupt you right there and just scream for a solid minute. <laughs> in, like, disgust and horror. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, mm. then I tuned back in to, I guess, listen to you do bird math for 20 minutes? <laughs> math for birds? Bird math. And I hate it so much because fucking... You know who's cool? Mm. Data. Yeah. You know who's not cool? 
Mm. Edward trying to be Data, because that's what this feels like. (laughs) My God. It's like, I fucking... Why did that need to go for that long? I don't know. I don't know. It's so much. This is like two pages. Just Maybe not. Like, Maybe it's one page. Just of him like distracting himself. And it's like it goes into so much detail that's unnecessary. And also mm-hmm. like impossible. You can't fucking. You can't tell what fucking species of fish is by how loud the splash is. I don't care how good your hearing is. Yep. You can't do that. No, you can't. No, you can't. <sighs> and unless you are fucking data, you can't build a topographical map in your mind of the Olympic National Park. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care how fucking smart and big-brained vampires are. That's just bullshit. Also, okay, right after that, he says the words, her heart throbbed wetly a foot from my ear, and that's Ah! worse, I think. (laughs) Okay, that one I actually did have to scream. That's awful. (laughs) Awful! Don't say throbbed wetly. Don't. Don't say throbbed wetly about any part of, about anything in the world, but especially not about a part of a human body, and especially not about that part of a human body. Mm-mm. Throbbed wetly. Is that, I think that's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to take Rosalie as my own OC now. Rosalie belongs to me. Yes. Spire, you're not allowed to have Rosalie anymore. Okay. You need to pay us royalties. Yeah. (laughs) Rosalie belongs to Breaking Twilight Podcast TM. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM as of this episode. Spire, please don't sue us. We don't have a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) We don't now, but we're going to sue you for using our character, Rosalie. Hey. <laughs> this verbal podcast that we just made up on the spot is legally binding. 